0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gardner. And today, we have a big-time episode for you. Today, it's, I, it is our week three picks, but there's more to it. But let me explain. If some of you may have been following tomorrow friday the 24th is the just sports podcast one year birthday anniversary whatever you want to call it one year ago tomorrow was the first day i sat down and did episode one by myself we talked i think it was week two of the 2020 nfl season it's awesome and since then we have grown so much as a podcast obviously We've gained listeners, we've gained a following, and I thank all of you for that. We have grown onto many more platforms, we've made more content, I've had more guests on, we have had some big-time shows, such as, you know, ones that come to mind, Trivia Tournament, our Super Bowl Special, our Mock Draft, our Live NFL Draft Reaction. These are just a couple that come to mind, it has been an incredible year with these guys and it's great to look back on the last year but it is even more important to look ahead to the next year you always have to be thinking all right what's next how can we improve how can we make our podcast better and that's exactly what we're doing here at the jsp and for our new year we have a couple big time changes coming i am trying to get more of my guests involved in the podcast We are trying to expand on the new platforms. As of right now, it seems that I will be running the Instagram. Liam Mowat, you might remember him from our fantasy football draft. He is going to be our kind of main editor. And we are also starting a YouTube. On our YouTube, we're going to be posting stuff such as our weekly picks will be on our YouTube. And some podcasts, you know, highlights from each episode will be on the YouTube as well. So that's super exciting. Liam's going to be heading that. He'll also be like our main editor. He's gonna edit videos for us and images for our Instagram and other pages as well. Mr. Charlie Grace, who will be joining me today, he is running our Twitter. And Mr. Jack Bardas, who will also be joining me today, will be running our TikTok. So it's a new direction. We're trying to expand. We're trying to get better for you guys. And we think we're being we're gonna be able to do that in this next coming year. We're also trying to gain a bigger following and also uh improve our podcast for our current following as well and one thing that we have you know been told over this first year is we need a little more structure in our podcast that's what we've been told we need you know some of our podcasts have been kind of random and we don't have set segments for each week and i've heard from you guys i've heard from some of our guests as well on ways to improve we're always looking for ways to improve And this is one of them. So going forward, we are going to have set segments in each podcast that we're going to do. So there's more consistency. But we'll also still be getting new segments and interesting stuff for you guys as well. But these set segments are something that you as listeners will be able to look forward to each and every week. So some of those include our news report, which is going to be the first part of our podcast. Mostly this is going to be, you know, what's going on in the world of sports right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And also for this football season, at least one of our uh, segments will be stardom sit 'em with Mr. Charlie Grace and myself. We will be giving our fantasy football who you should start that week and who you should sit. So that's super exciting. That's going to be a day uh, weekly segment that we do for this football season and we'll also have our weekly picks each week as well. So that's another one of our segments and we're thinking of adding a team grading segment. So after each week we'll grade how that team played the last week and, you know, go from there. So these are just ways we're trying to improve the podcast. Of course, let us know, but we are super excited for this next year with you guys. We're going to try and improve our podcast a lot and big things coming from the JSPs. So stick around, but, for now, we have our new episode. This episode, like I said, we're going to have our two new segments. Actually, our three new segments. And we're going to have our weekly picks as well. So this is all super, 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 super exciting. Uh, I'm joined today by Mr. Charlie Gray, so I don't know if he's here right I'm now. I'm here. I'm here, baby. You startled me, Charlie. But Charlie Sorry. is in the house. Charlie, how we doing today, Charlie? I
1: mean, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm fired up. Year two. You know what I'm saying? Me too.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, it's great.
1: Back for another year. Hopefully, we're going 10, 20 plus. So we'll see.
0: Oh yeah, this thing is in. We're we're in it for the long run, Charlie. We also have Mr. Jack Bardis, who's not with us yet. He should be joining us any minute. He'll be with us as well. So, Charlie, since you're here, back in time, I was talking about our news report segment. Why don't you lead us off mm-hmm. with some of our information from our news report, news segment.
1: All right, so I'll start off basketball, right? Um, a big one, which, uh, I mean, not a huge one, but, uh, I mean, a very prominent player, J.J. Redick, retired. I mean, he was, he was, um, before Steph Curry, he was definitely one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. I mean, he was, I mean, I think behind Allen, Curry, and Thompson, he's the next-best next three-point shooter, one of Duke's greatest players of all time, played in the league for, um, I don't know, it was like 15-something years. I mean, just it also great all-around dude. He he has a sweet podcast, too, if you ever check that out. I mean, it's uh he uh, brings out a lot of guests, and he just has amazing stories on there. So he'll probably continue that after this. But, I mean, it's just sad to see a player like that go, but he's also a legend. So it's, uh you know, moving on to the next chapter. But then uh, also in the NBA, Ben Simmons saying he doesn't want to go back to the 76ers, which is kind of funny because, I mean, I don't know if they necessarily even want him back. I mean, Doc Rivers was saying that um, he actually kind of did want him back, and they wanted to figure out a way to bring him back, and like they, would, they were trying a lot of things. However, I mean, I think they can still have a chance at winning there. If uh, the pieces are right, they've been so close so many times. I mean, the Kawhi shot, really. I mean, ever since the Kawhi shot, it's kind of been just downhill from there. But, um, I mean, I think that team can still win. But Ben Simmons has been, I mean, just not what he is. I mean, I think he's still a great player, but he's not what he has been expected to be. So, we'll see how that works there. So, that's it in the NBA. All
0: right, Charlie, quick question about J.J. Redick. Do you think his resume... As a player, is great enough to get into the National Baseball Association Hall of Fame, potentially? Ah, I don't think so, no. You don't think
1: so? I mean, I don't even think he was ever an all-star. So it's kind of hard to, like, say um, a player who's never been – I mean, first of all, you want to have, like, an MVP, right? And if you're not an mm-hmm. MVP, you want to be, like, at least, like, a five-time all-star. And so, I mean, it's going to be, like, really hard. I mean, if he was, like, if he had Steph Curry shooting, right, and he, like, revolutionized the game like that, and he didn't have, like, an all then maybe. But, I mean, he was a great shooter, but um, I don't know. I mean, uh, probably the, and not. the problem is, too, he couldn't get retired by, like, a single team because he, like, bounced around teams. But, I mean, he'll still be, regardless, known as one of the best three-point shooters and definitely change the game in a way.
0: Definitely one of the best role players, I would say, that we've seen. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Definitely I mean, played. Put
1: him on a role. Put him on a championship team, and he could just, you know, give you that clutch three pointer in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, great player to have uh, on a roster that you need to.
0: Yeah, very similar to Kyle Korver in that kind of feel. Just plug him in, make a shot. Also, Joe Harris. I saw, no, he. I mean, as well.
1: similar, but he's a lot, lot better than Kyle Korver. I mean, he. Uh, he can do other stuff, too, but, I mean, I think he's, like, a top five three-point shooter, no doubt. I mean, maybe you can say Kyle Culver's top ten, but I would say J.J. Redick. Uh, I mean, from Duke, he's, like, the best college three-point shooter of all time. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So.
0: Talking about Ben Simmons, uh, obviously a lot of trade rumors around him. What potential team would you think would be the best fit for Ben Simmons, Charlie?
1: Honestly, I don't really know. I mean, it would have to be, like, a team with a lot of shooting, right? That's why I thought, like, that he might honestly work well
0: with the Golden State Warriors, which sounds That's absurd, who I was thinking. That's who I was thinking.
1: But you have a veteran leader like
0: Jamon Green.
1: You have sharp shooters, Curry, Klay, um, bringing guys, like, they got some guys on the bench who are just, like, some stars, I think you put him in at like power forward maybe, right? And right. you let him run, and you let him like you let him control the ball. But Curry's their main ball, so he doesn't have, he doesn't have to be their star, right? Or he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be their leading score getter. He doesn't have to be even their like leader at all. And he could be under Draymond's Green, and I, I honestly think he would uh, or under Draymond's wing, I think he would uh, I think he would develop a lot there. But um, yeah, I mean. I don't think they have the money for that, though, because they just signed Clay to, like, a max a couple years ago, and Curry's on, like, one of the biggest deals. So we have to see.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's who I was thinking, too. And I think in Golden State, he'd be under a lot less pressure. I think playing point guard for Philadelphia is a lot of pressure on such a young dude, and obviously he's received a lot of criticism. I think in Golden State, with a couple of other stars, he wouldn't be their point guard. So he could settle into a role... And a lot of pre- I think a lot of the pressure would be taken off, and I think he'd improve a lot out there in Golden State. Another one of our news is the San Francisco Giants have the best record in the MLB. I mean, who would have thought uh, preseason, me, Josh, and Sam sat down, did our MLB season predictions, and I don't think we even mentioned the San Francisco Giants while we were talking about it. Uh, so kudos to... The Giants, they have played phenomenal, and they've really taken the league by storm. They have one of the best rotations in the entire movie, led by Kevin Gaussman and Logan Webb, a man who is not getting a lot of attention at all, but is having a, you know, an ace-like season out there, even though he's not their ace. And they're getting a lot of production from some older guys who are have been a part of their championship runs in the past. Brandon Crawford playing like an MVP, Buster Posey. Uh, showing flashes of his, of his old self, and Brandon Belt as well, playing it very, very well. And the bullpen has been phenomenal, too, uh, making the Giants at top of the NL West. Currently, they're a game ahead of the Dodgers, and they have clinched the playoffs. So very exciting times out there in San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to take it to Mr. Jack Bardis, who just joined us. Jack, how are we doing today?
2: Pleasant. I'm good.
0: That's that's good. That's good. Now, Jack, you just joined us. I have a quick question for you huh. right as you joined. So we're talking about the San Francisco Giants. They're obviously a game ahead of the Dodgers looking to the end of the season. Do you think the Dodgers overtake the Giants for that first place in the NL West? Do you think San Francisco can hold on to it?
2: I'm not really a baseball fan, but I think the Giants got it. They have more heart than talent. But the Dodgers have more talent, but they have more heart. So I think they hold it out and ride out first No, course. I
1: don't think the Giants, though, Jack. I'm sorry.
2: I don't know.
0: Charlie taking the Dodgers?
1: I'm taking the Dodgers in this uh, going to the World Series against the uh, uh, – I don't know, man. The, uh, there's, there's I mean, the so AL many, like, is
0: super contested. The
1: AL East players. is like, just like so – it's like a four-team race right now. So I don't know. But I just want to talk about how the Padres just choked. Like, I I kind of um, you know, the Tigers after the Tigers kind of went away. I like looked away for a couple weeks, right? And then the Padres are just like, just out of it now. It was like it was so weird because they were like the one of the best teams. So I don't know.
0: I believe they're about like they're like they're like five eighteen games, now. games back. Out of the NL West, they're about 14 games back. Yeah. Out of the wild card, they're five games back, and it's very unlikely they'll get that spot considering how well the Cardinals have been playing of late. Yeah,
1: Cardinals and Reds. The
0: Braves have been playing very well, and the Reds as well. It seems very unlikely that the Padres even make the playoffs at all,
2: which is crazy
0: considering the talent they have. Now, out of the AL, Charlie, Mm -hmm. there's two teams that I might eyes on that I think have the best chances. The one being the Chicago White Sox. I think they're one of the favorites out there. I mean, a load of talent. They also have some injured players who just came back, such as Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. Getting them back is huge, getting them healthy. and They have like two or three guys on that rotation that are having Cy Young caliber seasons. Obviously, Carlos Rodon, one of the favorites to win the AL Cy Young, and also Lance Lynn, also one of the favorites Uh
1: to win the Cy Young.
0: I mean, they're playing tremendous ball out there in Chicago. I actually did get out to Chicago and watch them play. I watched Rodon pitch, and he did quite well. And that offense is very, very explosive. But a sleeper team I have out there in the AL, Charlie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Oh, yeah. They are Question sitting.
0: Is,
1: oh. Question is, can they even make the playoffs?
0: They're actually, I believe, a game ahead of the Yankees in the wildcard. So they're holding yeah. on to that first wild card spot at the moment. I think they do make the playoffs, and I think they're a very, very dangerous playoff team.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, that team has a ton of not just talent, young talent. That team could be good for years to come. And, um, I mean, they've been good for a while, like, since the Batista days, and then they just totally have a new team, but it's a very good young team that if they can uh, keep, be very talented for a while, but...
0: I'm going to be
2: me, honest. I'm,
1: for me, I'm looking. They're a half game back of the the Yankees right now.
0: In the wild they card? Won. Oh, yeah. they must have lost the other day. And the Yankees yeah. won. So how but, how yeah, far ahead are the Red Sox? In that I'm two ahead. They're two ahead. So that and uh, the Rays clinched the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting. But imagine, I mean, the Rays are, I mean, not the Rays. The Blue Jays are the last team out there in the AL, I would want to play in the postseason. First off, in the postseason, you usually use about a three-man or four-man rotation. You don't use your entire rotation most of the time. Yeah. So the three-man rotation for the Blue Jays is looking like Robbie Ray, who is a Cy Young mm-hmm. candidate, uh, Alex Manoa, who's been playing extremely well in the second half of the season, also high Jin Rayu, who is very, very good as well. And you look at this offense, I mean – Arguably the best offense in the entire MLB with Lourdes Gurriel, Bo Bichette, Vlad Jr. They have Marcus Simeon, George Springer. It, it's scary season yeah. out there in um, Toronto. Um,
1: has, does Canada have full uh, stadiums back yet?
0: That's a good question. Because,
1: I... I mean, that is like a huge advantage of Toronto can get the home like the, the full crowd stadium that is just so big because oh that, my goodness uh, absolutely
0: that, that stadium gets rocking in the yeah. playoffs especially in a home postseason an, an, wild an indoor, card game in indoor be stadium
1: crazy. that's so big
0: yeah I'm not sure that's something to check on but we are going to move on here Charlie I know you wanted to talk about some golf a little bit real quick so go ahead on that.
1: No I was just uh, gonna bring up this is probably like, the if you're going to watch any golf the whole year, I mean, everyone talks about the Masters. But I would say, you know, just maybe tune in. I mean, uh, you know, tomorrow or Saturday because, you know, or, yeah, maybe tomorrow because Saturday, Sunday is, you know, football. But uh, tomorrow, the Ryder Cup. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, American pride, it's huge. I mean, it's America versus Europe in golf just scramble. I mean, it gets super loud. It gets exciting. So, just maybe tune in for a little bit. It's more fun than you think. It's probably the most exciting golf friend of the year.
0: I do enjoy watching a good golf match, I must admit. So. All right. No, and,
1: and this one, unlike, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very intense. So you'll see if you watch it. That's all.
0: All right. So that was our brand-new segment, News Report. I did enjoy that. It's, it it brings up a couple topics that we don't touch up upon uh, on the podcast very often. So I do like that. Now we're going to move on to our football section of this podcast here. We have Charlie, we have Jack here. I want to hear your guys this well, I should say the name of the segment first actually. The new segment is called Stardom Situm. I've heard I'm I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram or on YouTube, you know. ESPN makes these, CBS makes these, Pick 6 pod makes these, you know, any fantasy football page on Instagram makes these too. So we thought we might as well get into it as well. Stardom Situm we're gonna give three fantasy football players for this upcoming week that you you should start on your teams, and three fantasy football players you should sit. Whether you take our advice is up to you, but we 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 think we know what we're talking about. So I I would listen to, I would listen to us on this one. So Charlie, we'll let you lead off with your three players to start in fantasy football this week.
1: To start, all right. Some people might uh hate my takes, but. We'll see here. Ready? So, number one, I mean, people know we're from Michigan, right? But um, number one, I'm going Matthew Stafford. I mean, a lot of people, it depends. I mean, quarterback's hard, right? Because a lot of times you take your quarterback, and that's just the guy you know you're going to start all year. But um, a lot of times you can, you know, people take a second quarterback kind of early, and they take a first one late, maybe switch them around. And so a lot of, like, Stafford's not a starter in a lot of leagues, but I think Stafford needs to be started, man. I mean, this game is going to be a shootout between, I mean, the Bucs and the Rams. There's no way this game is not a shootout, in my opinion. Probably going to be 35, 40-plus points. There's just going to be 300 probably plus yards both sides. So I think Stafford's a must-start fantasy.
0: That's interesting that you bring that up, because the Buccaneers have a reputation for having one of the best defenses in the NFL, but they haven't played particularly well, you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, sure. They, they had two him. defensive touchdowns against Atlanta, mm-hmm. but Atlanta put up twenty-five yeah. points on them. Yeah, and, and
1: then you also see the Cowboys game. They got down early, and then they were just fighting back the whole game, and then they couldn't, you know, they couldn't find they couldn't get a stop, and like at all. Right. The Cowboys, and you, it, and you saw the Chargers held the Cowboys to what, like thirteen points, fourteen mm-hmm. points at halftime. Yeah, it is
0: interesting. It seems to be Todd Bowles is not playing as quite as aggressive as he did in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, and I think Stanford- yeah, I mean, you
1: saw them just like totally just shut down the Chiefs' offense, and they haven't been able to really, you know, figure it out yet. So I think I think that Rams' offense is easily top five of the league. I think they will take advantage of that. Like, huge points this week.
0: All right, Charlie, go ahead and continue.
1: Second player. Tyson Williams or Ty, or the Williams running back on the Ravens. I mean, they're they're playing the Lions. That's all that really needs to be said. Um, you could put like any Ravens player here, but um, I would say Tyson Williams especially because I think the Ravens going to get up early quick. He's going to get probably a hundred plus rushing yards, maybe a couple rushing TDs. You saw it um week week one, 49ers. I mean, even though like, they had like it's like their four string running back or third string. He got in, he still put up, like, I don't even know how many points on the Lions. And then Aaron Jones last week just had one of his best games of his career. I mean, just Lions, anyone the Lion plays gets to start him. I would say Marquise Brown, start to this position, but especially Tyson Williams.
0: All right, and then your third start for this week, Charlie.
1: Uh, Cortland Sutton, who has uh, actually just been, like, totally slept on going into this year. Last year, he was, like, a... Uh, maybe considered a wide receiver two, um, maybe even like a really low wide receiver one. If like, you know, like at the end of the season, people thought he might be, but got injured. And then it was just like, never able to find the rhythm. Didn't have a great season. But I think this, um this Broncos team is going to be a lot better than a lot of people thought going into the season. Bridgewater. I mean, he actually looked impressive and they have some decent wide receiver weapons on offense. And so I think Sutton is gonna be able to lead the pack. I mean, they haven't I mean they haven't really played great teams, but they're playing the Jets this week. So I mean I think we'll be I mean Jets defense is definitely better than their offense, but I think we'll still be able to see them put up a decent number of points and Sutton will be the lead of that.
0: Yeah, I Sutton actually got me like twenty plus fantasy points last week. It was awesome. Uh we'll go to Jack now. Jack, do you have your fantasy football start and sits?
2: Yeah, I do. So,
0: all right, let's hear the starts.
2: Uh, start. I'm going Jamal Williams from the Broncos. Now, they're playing the Jets, they're gonna be up most of the game. They're gonna be up in the game. The past two games, he's gotten 13 to 14 attempts, but I think this is the game he breaks out. Um, it's the Jets, they suck, so I think he's an explosion this game. Um, Number two, I'm thinking Trevor took my Tyson Williams from the uh, Ravens. So number two, I'm going to go with um, Michael Pittman against the Titans. Last week, he saw 12 targets. Went off last week. I think he can do it again versus bad defense from the, from the Titans. Um, if Carson wins plays, I think he'll do great. And... Third star is Charlie T- Marquise Brown. Um, the past two two games he's popped off. Um, he's a big play player, so one big catch and he's already up there in points. So if he's if he's plays, Marquise Brown,
0: you know, you bring up Michael Pittman and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz actually probably won't play this week, but even without Carson Wentz, I still do like. Michael Pittman against this Tennessee defense. We saw Tyler Lockett last week actually went for like 120-plus receiving yards against Tennessee. And the week before, Rondale Moore and DeAndre Hopkins torched this Titans defense. So Titans easily have one of the worst pass defenses in the entire NFL. So I think any time you get a receiver against Tennessee, you got to put them in your starting lineup. Uh, We'll move on to our sits. These are players you should remove from your starting lineup this week in fantasy football. We'll go to Charlie. Your sits.
1: All right. My sits for this week. Give me a second. All right. One, I mean, this is tough for me to say, but I'm going Mike Evans because just the fact that they're playing the Rams and there's a most likely chance that he'll be guarded by Jalen Ramsey. And so I do not think, I mean, especially because of how stacked that Bucks defenses or uh, Rams defenses. I think there's just gonna be so many other options that he probably won't get more than like five targets, six targets. So I think it's gonna be an off week for Mike Evans. Um I mean yeah. I mean there's a couple guys that maybe would start like Gronk but it's just gonna be hard the uh, Jalen Ramsey but there's just so many options. So it's tough it's tough to know who to start on that Bucks offense. And then number two, I'm going Miles Sanders who has been, I mean, just not great this year. Definitely uh, a little higher expectations going into this year. And this week, what are they playing? what
0: just happened? The Eagles are playing the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, the Cowboys defense has uh, been their weakness over the past few years, but. Recently, they've been actually holding rushing yards to, like, under, like, 100 yards both games. They've been – actually have been one of the best rush defenses right now. But uh, – and so I don't think – and I don't think – I don't think Miles Sanders is just going to be that good. And I would I would honestly just stay away from him because I think there's better running back options that you could even pick up in free agency this week. Um, and then my third set – let me see. Third set, I might have to go <sighs> Saquon Barkley, man. I mean,
0: Ooh.
1: they are playing the Falcons, but it's just tough because he's just been so unproductive these last few weeks, and I, I don't think it's going to be any different because I don't think uh, the Giants are just going to be not too good this year, and I think they honestly might even be down in this game. It's not looking good for the Giants. I don't even say, say start Saquon that much unless it's going to be like um, – a few weeks looking for because he just has not found his rhythm yet.
0: I think, I think you have to start Saquon. I mean, he he was probably your first round pick, and in deeper leagues, I don't know who you'd replace him with unless you have you know three solid RBs. Uh, I mean, even against the Falcons, I think he'll do decently well. They don't have a particularly great run defense. It's not bad though, but just. He he started to show signs of his old self last week against Washington. And that's very promising for the New York Giants. However, they do have arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL. So there is concern that he could get injured again in the future, which is very concerning. But I think he's starting to get back in the swing of things after his injury. I, I would not sit him. But I understand their offensive line is bad and his production has not been there and but I don't entirely blame that on him. We'll go to Jack for your fantasy football sits.
2: Okay, sit so number 1, Josh Jacobs. He might not even play and the first game he only had 10 carries um and two touchdowns, so he's touchdown dependent and I don't like his odds to um do great if he plays. Um my number 2 sit, Christian Kirk Of the Cardinals, Um, he did pretty good his first two weeks, and then um, I just don't with Randall Moore's explosion. I don't see him doing that great. He's his targets went down. He's not. He's a big play player, and he's touched independent. So Christian Kirk, I don't like. And then my third one is James Robinson. Um, He couldn't do good against um, the. Texans and then Denver, and he's playing the Cardinals defense, which is very good. Um, and he's not getting the carries that he needs to do good. Urban Meyer is just tanking him from being a good in fantasy. So,
0: yeah, I don't really understand what Urban Meyer is trying to do out there in Jacksonville. Actually, James Robinson has gotten less carries than Carlos Hyde, um, which is kind of stupid and doesn't make much sense. Uh, Urban Meyer could legitimately be fired, be you know, by midseason the way things are going. I mean, he's definitely not a NFL caliber coach, which is not surprising, but I mean, unexpected. So we'll move on to the big events of this podcast. This is our picks for. Week three of the NFL season will throw it to Houston, Texas tonight at 8.15, 8.10, I believe. So just in about 45 minutes here, the Carolina Panthers will kick off against the Houston Texans. Houston, without Tyrod Taylor this week, Panthers have been on a tear lately. Sam Darnold looks much more comfortable in Carolina than he ever did in his time with New York. Charlie, I think this is a pretty simple pick for everybody, but we'll lead off with you, Charlie. Thursday night football, Panthers, Texans, who are we rolling with.
1: I'm going with the Carolina Panthers, baby. Give me Sam Darnold. Come on now. It's too easy. I mean that defense, it's too easy. I mean, I mean, they got some they got some offensive stars. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, they got some pretty good superpowers on offense. But, I mean, their defense might be, like, number one in the league this year. I mean, that defense is just – I don't even know. There's no way the Texans are going to be able to get, like, more than, like, 10 points on them. So – and then you got Chris McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So that's all that really needs to be said.
0: Yeah, from Carolina, this is a very quick, elusive, fast, speedy, whatever name you want to call it. It's a very fast offense they have out there. I don't mean up-tempo like you see in college. I mean – These guys can fly. Uh, At wide receiver position, you have DJ Moore, very quick. You have Robbie Anderson, one of the fastest dudes and one of the best deep route runners in the NFL. You also have Christian McCaffrey, one of the fastest running backs in the entire NFL. This is a very challenging offense for any defense to try and match up with because most defenses don't have the speed at the cornerback or the safety position, or even at the linebacker position, because most of the time they have linebackers up against McCaffrey, they don't have most defenses don't have that type of speed to match up with them. And that leads to a lot of good matchups for Carolina, and that's making it easier for Sam Darnold to play better because he's getting more opportunities, more weapons. It's going very well for Carolina. You mentioned the defense. Their defense is very, very good. I mean, it's been a little surprising. They have Derrick Brown up there in the interior. They have chin their safety i believe who almost won rookie defense rookie year last year it's a young defense and matt rule has this team playing very well and i think they will get that three and oh tonight for houston it's a tall order to try and beat this team without tyrod taylor who has been playing uh, i think shockingly well to start the season they beat the jaguars and then they went to cleveland and actually put up a pretty decent fight against a very good cleveland team which was surprising. Tyra Taylor, like I said, played very well before going down with injury. David Mills will now get his first career NFL start, and it's going to be tricky. Uh, Like I said, good Carolina defense. It's a very easy pick for Thursday night football. Give me the Panthers all the way, baby. Pound that drum, Carolina. They're getting the dub. Jack, we'll go to you. Panthers, Texans.
2: Panthers, no explanation.
0: No explanation. Drop the mic. Yes, sir. All right. We'll get to our Sunday slate. We have the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 0-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, I saw this. They have now lost 18 straight games dating back to last year. Was it 8 no? 17. 17, yeah, Seventeen. 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 Yeah. 17 sorry. i
1: since Ever since the tweet where they said uh never be not, satisfied with one yeah,
0: and all. Not satisfied with one and all. yeah. It's ironic. They've been to like three quarterbacks, two coaches in that time as well. Uh for the Jaguars, they have to match up with Kyler Murray, which isn't happening. I mean this care. I mean this uh sorry. Excuse me, Arizona offense also could be one of the best in the league with Kyler, Christian yeah. Kirk, Rondale Moore emerging, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. I mean, it's they're loaded, and this Jaguars team has not looked well. They've looked like the worst team in the league. Jets are up there contending with them, but... I think you have to give the crown to the Jags for being the worst team in the league. As of right now, Mm -hmm. Urban Meyer looks like a terrible, terrible coach. I mean, his best running back is getting less carries than some 30-plus-year-old Carlos Hyde. Which makes no sense. And Trevor Lawrence is, you know, they're out here taking deep shots with Trevor Lawrence. I believe Trevor Lawrence actually has the most pass attempts over 20-plus yards to begin the season. And he's a rookie. Why why are you doing that, Urban Meyer? That makes absolutely no sense. The whole concept of starting a rookie quarterback is you're supposed to ease him in, give him some, you know, they call him 100% completions, like some slants, some screens. Get him comfortable in your offense. That's not going to happen if you're throwing deep shots. That's I honestly why. Think
1: Urban, yeah, I honestly think Urban Meyer still sucked in college. Did you, did you see the quote he said earlier or like uh, this week?
0: The quote about Bama, like
1: Yeah, I mean like he's still in the mindset of like He's not you,
0: ready for that. Yeah, he, he's yeah. still in the
1: mindset of like you gotta you gotta win on the the short term now where it's not like a long term. You know what I mean? It's not a long term. It's gotta got they're not the buck you they're not the buckeyes playing just some random scrub Big Ten team every week. You gotta you're playing, you know, the full NFL professional team every week. You have to be patient. You're one of the worst teams in the league. You have to, you know, really have good play calls. You can't just go out there and big shots with your, you know, star players every like couple plays.
0: No, oh, I 100% agree. That's why you see Trevor Lawrence with, I think, five interceptions this year. I mean, that, that's crazy. I mean, he's the man in. I mean, I'm sure Trevor loves throwing these deep shots, but I'm also sure that Trevor does not love throwing five interceptions in his first two games, which a lot is to blame on urban Meyer and their offensive coordinator as well. But like you said, Charlie urban is straight up, just not a NFL caliber coach. And he should have stayed at the desk up in the booth with the college football on Fox crew. I don't know why he left, but now he's getting humiliated, but we'll get back to the game. I think Cardinals absolutely wiped the floor with the Jaguars. Give me the Cardinals all the way in this one. We'll go to Jack. Yeah. You guys are it
2: nicely. The Give me the Cardinals. Uh, They're putting up like 30 points a game. And uh, I don't think Jaguars D can stop that. So Cardinals by 30.
0: And Charlie, going to make it a sweep on the Cardinals? Yeah. All right. We'll move on then to my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have surprised me and have disappointed me. They surprised me when they beat the Bills week one, and they disappointed me last week. When they lost to the Raiders. And you also have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Heinz Field to play the Bengals. One and one. They beat the Vikings week one. And then last week lost to the Chicago Bears. Which for the Bengals. Let's be honest. The Bears game is a game you need to win. I know you could say every game is a must win in the NFL. Which is true. But this one was like a double must win in Chicago. Andy Dalton, and their starting quarterback goes down with an injury. You have Justin Fields coming in. Gets his first you know, real NFL action, you know. Obviously you got a couple plays against the Rams, but this is like his first total total control every single play, NFL action. You have to take advantage of that, man. I mean, sure this bears defense is good and Roquan Smith and, you know, Eddie Jackson, those guys, Cleo Mac got after Joe Burrow. But you gotta take advantage. You have this guy getting his first reps in the NFL and you lose to them. And albeit Justin Fields I mean, Justin Fields didn't even play well in that game. He threw a pick, but you know who else threw picks? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow threw oh, three. Oh, Joe! Picks. Yeah, Joe
1: Burrow had a horrible had game that game. Three picks. I mean, a game, a game. I mean, he's only in his second year, but you still got to use that year to your advantage. You had a whole year over this quarterback. You have to be able to put pressure on him. You can't just let the let the bear. I mean, what was it? Two picks in the fourth quarter, too, right?
0: Yeah, I, that's just that's a game you have to win,
1: dude. That's a, in the fourth quarter is when you're like, okay, man, this is Justin Fields. In. Justin Fields is in now. He's a rookie quarterback. It's his first game. We need to put pressure on him. You can't just give up those easy picks, easy points. I mean, I mean, they're lucky they got the the one stop on that one pick to a field goal. I mean, they, they actually somehow were in it at the end, too. But right. that was disappointing because I actually had high hopes after seeing the Bengals play week one. I mean, they got out of that uh, – It was the Vikings game.
0: Tight game against the Vikings, yeah.
1: But, I mean, I was still like, dude, this offense could be legit. And then I just see that week two, and it's very disappointing.
0: It was, and that's a must win. And I think Zach Taylor, their head coach, is definitely on the hot seat now Uh, because his offense, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. And, I mean, the offense has plenty of weapons to be good, but they just didn't look that great last week against Chicago. But playing the Steelers, like I said, hot and cold Steelers their key is their run game Najee Harris I think they Najee had like what 45 I probably have it written like 45 rushing yards or something against uh Las Vegas which I must say the Las Vegas Raiders defense has played very very well uh but yeah no Steelers last week as an entire team had 39 rushing yards which in the past, the Steelers' scheme has been ground and pound, and they need to get back to that if they want to. And obviously, injuries to TJ Watt don't help. But you went in the first round, you got Najee Harris. Uh, as your star running back for the future, we need to get this running game going. There's no reason we should not be able to run the ball. And Big Ben, I was actually on my radio show earlier. If you don't know, I'm on the school Bloomfield Hills Blackhawks radio, the Biff 88.1 WBFH. And we were actually talking about this earlier, you know, a couple hours ago, actually. And my co-host Jackson said that Big Ben is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I disagreed. I said Daniel Jones. But Big Ben, I said, you know, give Big Ben another year, and he might be there. Big Ben is declining. And I think Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, they need to know that. Like, this team is... Ranks in the top of the NFL last year and also this year in passing attempts. Like, why are we doing that to Big Ben? Get the running game involved. And, you know, maybe mix in some trick plays, some wide receiver handoffs. Put less pressure on an aging Big Ben and allow the running game to take over. So I don't quite understand it from the Steelers. However, this week against the Bengals at home division rival, I do think... Pittsburgh wins a n- very close game against Cincinnati. We'll throw it to Charlie. What do we think about this one?
1: Yeah, I think this game could uh, go both ways. That's why I'm taking the upset. I'm taking the Bengals. I think uh, I think they they I mean, they need the last week, but like they need this game. I mean, the Steelers need it too though, cuz it's a home game and they lost their home opener last week, which they were expected to win and they're expecting to win this one too. So it's really a, a must win for both maybe even more for the Steelers. But I think the Bengals if they want to gain any sort of momentum, they need this game to um go in because I mean they're in a hard division. They're not going to have many easy games, so they need to take advantage of like a you know like a, like a kind of not great Pittsburgh offense right now before Pittsburgh can get some momentum going. So I think they really need to punch Pittsburgh and take advantage of the what they get to play them early. Not late, because I think uh, Pittsburgh could be a lot better later in the season. But I actually have the Bengals.
0: All right. Jack, who do you got in this one?
2: Uh, I've got the Steelers. Uh, They beat the Bills. I think Burrow's not going to play up to his expectations this game. The Steelers, if Johnson plays, the pass attack. But like you said, if they run the ball more, you saw what Najee did on that one carry. They got to feed the ball more. And... If that works, the we will do good, and then give me the Steelers.
0: All right, we'll go to the hometown squad, the Detroit Lions, looking for their first win of the season. Which I must say, they haven't played terrible, but still looking for that first win. Hosting Baltimore Ravens seems unlikely; they'll get their win, first win this week. But we'll give it to Charlie. Charlie, are we going with the hometown favorite, Lions, or is that no, too no,
1: no, no, no? I'm sorry. It's the Ravens fan. Like, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a Lamar bandwagon too. I think Lamar is uh, heavily hated, and I think he. I mean, like I predicted, I think he'll have an MVP season this year. They're gonna get up early. It's gonna be sad to watch. I mean, it's gonna be like that Niners game. Maybe they spark a comeback. Probably don't. This team is pathetic. Um, I mean they've played. I mean they've played two out of four halves good. The second half the Niners and the first half the Packers I think both of those halves were very good played but yeah no I mean this this is like seeing the Lions this year is like seeing you know the Jags or like seeing the I don't know like the the Knicks I don't know usually it used to be the 76ers used to be the Knicks I mean this, this is the worst team in football right now I mean the Jags too so yeah,
0: I don't think I don't think that's fair to say that they're the worst team.
1: I mean, like, football. can you name like they have zero stars on their team?
0: But I mean, that's the Jags. But that's not really the like, point. They fought hard and they've played. I I've I, personally I've been quite impressed actually with how how they've played. I was I was impressed
1: by the first half in the Packers. I did not think that game would be as close in the first half.
0: They actually led at halftime.
1: Was, yeah, I I was I was mad though that they couldn't you know. At least keep it close to the fourth quarter. It was just like instantly, second half Packers came out and they just killed them.
0: Yeah, that's all. It was but, just, it was
1: my hopes came up too high because I saw they were you know, they had a good <laughs> first half. So,
0: but it's exciting to see that they have the capability to put to have. Good I mean, it's hard just that's, if they can put it together, dude. I mean, to
1: see like their first offensive drive, Jared Goff just like fumbles snap, and then it was like the game is over just
0: after that. Yeah, I mean, I. Apart from a couple of mistakes, a couple of interceptions, obviously the fumble. I've been fairly impressed with Jared Goff and how he's played so far this year.
1: Yeah, he has zero weapons. I mean, you know who stepped up? Quintus Cifis. Incredible yes.
0: He almost had the craziest catch I think I've ever seen. It was mm-hmm. that against Green Bay, he like laid out for it and almost made this crazy one. <laughs> the one-handed,
1: one-handed one?
0: Yeah. You saw yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. that would have been insane. Uh, he's stepped up big time. Also, TJ Hawkinson has also stepped up big time. TJ Hawkinson, think, yeah. Top three tight end of the league, for sure. I, I think he made a leap from you know, 2019 to 2020, and I think he's made another leap from 2020 to uh-huh. 2021. That third is third year, probably a good Yeah. And Dan Campbell hasn't done a terrible job at coach either. And the defense, the I mean, the run defense, obviously, is a problem. Uh, Passing defense as well. I mean, defense as a whole... I mean, the Lions' defense hasn't been good in, like, I don't know. Since Since they had, like, the Sioux. The Sioux days, yeah. But the offense looks promising for the future. And I'm going to be completely honest. After watching guys like Rattler and Howell play so far this college football season, I think preseason, a lot of us were thinking the Lions were going to go into the draft with the top three pick and get a quarterback. I could see them maybe going for Matt Corral, but... Other than that, I don't they, they, necessarily I mean, think they need one I mean, at that
1: pick. What about about the Notre Dame guy, Kyle Hamilton?
0: I would, yeah, I would love to see them take. A I would actually guy. love to see. That's
1: I would love to see them create a defense first, man. Right. Because I just see so many quarterbacks go down the drain without uh having like a team first. You set them up for failure. You like you need them to lead, but like I think establishing a defense, and they've established an offensive line. So
0: yeah, and I'm gonna be honest, I think Jared Goff is decent enough and he seems to be more comfortable here in Detroit than he was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with some weapons developing around him with Swift and Hawkinson and Cephas, like you mentioned, and Amon Ra Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. I think Jared Goff could be a legitimate, you know, middle of the pack starter for, you know, two or three years into the future until the lions get that squad around him and then go looking for a quarterback in the draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, if they drop out of the top three, then maybe go after a guy like Matt Corral or Rattler if Rattler continues to play poorly. But I would – definitely like to see them take a guy like Kyle Hamilton or Kevion Thibodeau from Oregon as well. So, yeah, well, we got a little bit off track there. But that's okay. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Pretty simple. Lamar, third in the league in rushing yards right now. Uh, he is very high on confidence, and that's scary – that is scary. When Lamar has confidence, that's the most he might be the most scary player in the league with confidence, yeah. I'm going to be honest. We saw him in his MVP season with confidence, and that was arguably the greatest NFL season of all time. It's scary, and he's going to continue and just gain more confidence this week against the Lions. So give me the Ravens. That's easy. We'll go to Jack Bardis here. Jack, what do you think? Ravens, Lions.
2: Well, Lamar's hurt right now. She's probably he'll probably play. But even even if he doesn't play, I still give me the Ravens. <laughs> I think their offense is too hard to stop. Um Marquise Brown, he's playing like finding his breakout season as it looks like. He's been like the past two years have been like underwhelming. But I think this year is his breakout year. Um uh yeah, give give him the Ravens. Just like you said, Lamar's locked in, no one's stopping him.
0: All right. And now a game where we do have a topic of discussion that we've you know written down and we want to discuss. So it's gonna be Washington at the Buffalo Bills. And the discussion here is Washington one and one. Got the win against New York Giants. Taylor Heineke played very well. I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking his performance. And I mean he played very well. He played really well last season in the wildcard game against the Buccaneers as well. He's the guy going forward for Washington. I think he's better than Fitzpatrick, and I think he gives them a better chance to win week in and week out because he adds a whole different uh, you know, level to this offense. He can pass, and he's also a legitimate runner as well, so he's scary. But they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Bills dominated the Dolphins last week, but Josh Allen has not looked anything like himself in these first two weeks. He's looked off almost, I'd say is the best word, which – could be cause for concern for the Bills. So the question is, Josh Allen has struggled the first two weeks. Will these struggles continue this week against a good Washington defense? I'll give this question before we get to our picks to Jack Bardis, who is a Bills fan. Jack, do you think Josh Allen's early season struggles will continue this week against the Washington football
2: team? You know, I don't think so. might be a little bias, but I think the Bills come out. They just destroyed the Dolphins without Tua, but I think they ride that into this week. Um, the football team, they barely scrape by the Giants, who I don't think are that good, but um, I think the Bills deliver this week. Josh Allen, um, you saw Dan- Daniel Jones played very good against this Washington defense, so I think Josh Allen will um, step up this week. So give me the Bills.
0: All right, Charlie, do you think Josh Allen's struggles will continue this week? Um, I, I mean, there's a
1: chance it will this week for sure. I mean, the Washington defense is, you know, very good, but I also think Washington, Washington probably should be zero two right now. They like they locked out at that last week game, just like against like New York lock pretty much, and uh, so I don't think this Washington team is that good. But um, I think – I mean, yeah, I think Heineke is a little underrated and McLaurin is a really good wide receiver. But I still think, uh, you know, the Bills will win this game. Josh Allen, I don't know if he's this week, but I think he'll uh, definitely get better over the season. If he doesn't, that's disappointing just because how well he played last year. But I think he yeah. definitely can get better over the next few weeks. I don't even know what it is, man. It's just like – I mean, maybe the Steelers' defense scared him a little bit, but I don't know.
0: I think he will play better than he has this season in this game, and we know this Washington football team defense is talented, and they're—I mean—they can be very good. Uh, it seems they're lacking a little bit of confidence heading into the season. I mean, Week One, they only allowed about—I think it was sixteen point twenty points to the Chargers in Week One which isn't bad. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think, threw for like 250-plus passing yards, though. And then last week, they made Daniel Jones look like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, and Daniel Jones is probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, It just seems like they're lacking confidence. They don't seem like the defense we saw from last year. They don't seem like the defense we thought they would be this year. So I'm going to take the Bills in this one, and I do think Josh Allen – will break out a little bit and play much better than he has in these first 2 weeks. So now that takes us to another topic of discussion in this next game. The Chicago Bears, the Chicago, not the Chicago Bills. The Chicago Bears are traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns in the Dog Pound as they call it out there in Cleveland. Uh, Justin Fields, my boy, Justin Fields is also a dog getting his first career NFL start. I'm super excited. I'm going to tune into this game. I don't know how if I have to legally stream it or, I mean, whatever. I'm gonna watch this game. Uh, I need to because obviously you guys have all heard my uh, my love for Justin Fields is is very passionate. So I do think Justin Fields will be good. However, in this this is a really difficult first game for Justin Fields traveling to Cleveland, which is a hostile environment in your first NFL start. Cleveland has a solid defense. You have pass rushers like. Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney coming at you. Then you have guys in the secondary like Joe Johnson and Denzel Ward, which the Cleveland secondary has not played well this season. However, we do know that they're very good. So this is a tough, tough matchup for Justin Fields in his first career NFL start. Also, that Cleveland offense likes to take up time. They're ground and pound, baby, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They take up time. So Fields won't have that much time on offense because Cleveland just eats all that time up on their drives. So I am taking the Browns in this one. I think Fields will have about an average game, you know, maybe a touchdown or two, probably throw an interception in there. Uh, It's just, it's just a tough matchup for Fields in his first game. So give me the Browns in this one. Charlie, uh, how do you think Fields will perform in his first career NFL start?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. It's, It's really tough. Week, uh, you know, first start of your career. I think uh, the Browns win this game. I'm not, I'm not entirely sold on the Bears just because how bad the Bengals played last week. Um, I mean, it's huge that Fields is already starting week three. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's just a tough week for him to start going in. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard to. Uh, it's not only score, but then just to it stops on defense with how well the the Browns are playing even though Browns are actually kind of banged up right now but um I don't know we'll see Baker's actually been playing great too as of right now but yeah I'm at the Browns I mean I'm I'm hoping for Fields for success but I think rookie year could definitely be a slow year for him you have rookie as a year but um right or you have I have
0: Zach actually which is
1: actually kind of a bad pick right now. Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah. You have Zach as well, Charlie. I know, I know. Yeah, but I didn't
1: yeah, think Fields would start at all. So
0: I um, Actually, in our NFL uh, training camp uh, you know, episode I did with Josh, actually one of my hot takes was Justin Fields will start by week four. Thank wow. You so much. Thank you. Yeah, I know. So you
1: had that take, and you didn't even take Fields to win rookie of the year? I'm a
0: prophet. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Wow. It just didn't turn out that way. I thought Zach was something special, which he still could be. Give, yeah, give but it's the
1: Jets. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's... But that, that, we'll we'll talk to that when we talk about the Jets. Yeah,
1: but, um, yeah, I, I see the Browns with this game. It's a tough, it's, yeah,
0: it's a really tough start. And Jack, Browns, Bears.
2: Um, Browns, you know, I think it'll be a close game, though. I think Fields will show out his, his debut start. Um, I think it'll keep it close, but, the Browns. They almost beat the Chiefs. Um, give me the Browns, but in a close game. I'm thinking like ah. 28, 21.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that'd be incredibly, that, that... incredibly interesting. Next, we have an AFC South matchup. Probably the two teams with the best chance to win the AFC South. Although I don't think the Colts have much of a chance uh, at this point in the season. Uh, Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Carson Wentz is unlikely to play. I mean, he, he sprained both ankles on the same play. How how do you even do that, man? I, I really do feel for Carson Wentz. He has tremendous talent, but he is like a piece of glass out there on the football field. It It's disappointing to see, and it's sad, and I do feel bad for him because he could be a very good starting NFL quarterback. So, not sure if he'll be back this week, but probably not. So, they're taking on Tennessee. Derrick Henry coming off a big-time rushing game. Also, this is a very confident Tennessee team right now after their comeback win in Seattle. I do think the Colts will score more points than people think they do without Wentz because just of how horrific this Tennessee uh, defense is. And I think it could end up actually being a close game because this is a good Colts defense. And I think they'll be able to play – you know, kind of well against this Tennessee offense. So it could end up being a close game, but I think this is a pretty easy pick. Give me the Titans in this one. We'll go to Charlie.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. A lot of people after week one who were uh, really thought the Titans were like a horrible team. And like, I was one of the few people that actually had the Titans beating the Seahawks this week because I knew, like, I think the Cardinals are just really legit. Titans just week one was weird. A lot of teams came off really weird. It was just like I don't know. Felt like just out of nowhere they felt like they weren't ready for the back to the season. Cardinals came out pouncing, shocked the Titans. I mean, there's a lot of blowouts to teams that you know like the Packers. No one really expected that one either. No, no, and a lot of people didn't think the Bills would lose either. So it was just a lot of weird week one. I think the Titans are legit. Start to the Colts because the offense with Carson Carson Wentz. Could be just really good. And they have a ton of potential on defense, too. I mean, I, I had them going, like, 10-7, and seven, something like that. And I, I think with Carson Wentz healthy, they definitely could. It's just going to be so hard. And then the same like same goes for Tyrod Taylor in that division, too. I think the Texans actually could have been surprisingly good. But it's just so sad to see Tyrod go down again, too. So it's just tough for quarterbacks with injuries. But uh, I know it's just how football is
0: yeah and we'll go to Jack Titans Colts
2: um I picked the Titans but I actually think there's a good chance the Colts save their season in this game. um you saw week one the Titans were they didn't show out week one they showed out last week um I think there's actually a good chance that the Colts win this game but I picked the Titans so I'm gonna go Titans but the Colts might come with this game.
0: All right. Next, we have an AFC West matchup, and a matchup a lot of people think might be a trap game. Is what I've heard. It's the Chiefs hosting the Chargers. Chiefs coming off their loss against Baltimore, and the Chargers coming off their—I'm totally blanking on what the chart lost. Their loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams coming off loss, but some people are considering this a trap game for the Chiefs. And actually, even Chargers a good chance to win this. I'm gonna be honest. I think the Chiefs. We're going to win this. I think the Chiefs are going to be a little PO'd after their loss against Baltimore. They're going to be like, how did we lose that game? That was our game. And we kind of threw it away. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who actually kind of lost on the game. I mean, I mean, their run defense and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire lost them that game. Their run defense allowed like 250 rushing yards against the Ravens, which is in, in, insane and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had the game-losing fumble. So I think they're going to be PO'd. Chargers, I think this is going to be a tight game, actually, but I think the Chiefs' offense is going to explode in this one. I I I don't expect the defense to really play that great, so I do expect it to be a close game. But I I think the Chiefs win this one, and it's not a trap game for them. Charlie, what do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, 100%. I think... This Chargers team is just really good. And um, I think the Cowboys had a great week last week. And uh, that was just a great game. But I think the Chargers could definitely win this game. But the Chiefs came off a loss. So they're not going to win this game. Because if the Chiefs were 2-0, and I think they could come in a little like they did last week. A little like, oh, we're going to win this game. It's just another game. But that was Mahomes' what? That was his first loss in September last week. Yeah. And so he's not gonna have two back to back. No way. I mean it's just I mean, I think it could be close for sure. And I think the Chiefs still can definitely make the playoffs, but it's it's really tough Chargers schedule going in. Cowboys, and then you got the Chiefs next week.
0: All right, and Jack, are we rolling with the Chiefs three oh on this one? Yeah. All right. Chiefs. All right, well, move to one of the more interesting games on the schedule this week the Patriots hosting the New Orleans Saints Uh, Saints literally everything that could go wrong went wrong for them last week let me just read you some of their great stats from their loss against Carolina well they lost 26 to 7 Jameis Winston 111 yards two interceptions their star running back Alvin Kamara considered a top three running back in the NFL put up a stellar performance with five rushing yards. Throughout the entire game, they had six total first downs on offense. On third downs, they went two for 11. They had 128 total offensive yards. They allowed four sacks on Winston, and they committed 11 penalties, resulting in 115 penalty yards, Quite honestly, it does not get worse than that, folks. That was absolutely terrible. Kamara, five rushing yards, five. Like, unbelievable. Jameis Winston looks like he went to the doctors and undid his eye surgery. Because he had no idea that game, who was on his team and who wasn't. It was embarrassing. And I know they had, what, like eight assistant coaches missing? Come on, that's not that's not the reason that Alvin Kamara rushed for five yards. That's not the reason Winston threw for two picks. Sure, it's not good when you're missing assistant coaches, but it's not like they're missing their head coach or their defensive coordinator or their offensive coordinator. Uh, Saints, come on, man. That's my what's that's one of my favorite segments for Monday Night Football. Come on, man. The Saints, this week it should just be the entire Saints team on, come on, man. Like, what, what the heck was that? And the Patriots uh, played... Well, very well last week. I mean, the defense was on fire. Mac Jones continues to impress in Foxborough after getting their butts kicked by Carolina. I really don't see the Saints rebounding and beating the Patriots, so give me the Patriots in this game. Send it out to Charlie. Charlie, do you think the Saints can rebound this week?
1: I actually do. I uh, I believe the Panthers are actually pretty legit. And uh, I believe the Saints can come in, shock a lot of people. I mean, that Green Bay week was like a really weird week for Green Bay. It was a, you know, weird week, one week. But I think they showed a ton of potential that week that offense can roll. I mean, it, it's just like, I feel like the Saints team could definitely be a, you know, 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine team because it's going to be a lot of like back and forth. It's not going to be a lot of consistency probably. You know, it's going to be a lot of, disappointments, and then surprises. I think this could be a surprise. Um, I think the Saints, they can get some... If they can get... Dude, all they got to do is get Kamara moving just a little bit, and then they can just attack the Patriots, you know, pressure Mac Jones a little bit. The defense isn't as great as it was last year, but I think if they can get their offense rolling, they could, they'll could. they definitely win this game. So I, I got the Saints.
0: But I, 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 I agree. I think this is going to be a very interesting game, and... A very close game as well. Go to Jack Bardis.
2: Patriot I'm taking the Saints, Saints. Well, um, I saw what they did week one. It may be a fluke, hoping not. Um, but when you beat a team like 38 to whatever the score was, I think last week, like Charlie said, the Panthers are legit this year. I think they come out and win. Sean Payton versus Belichick. Uh, to the, one of the best coaches in the league. So I teach the Saints. James Winston, you know, in that one year, he threw 30 picks and 30 touchdowns. So this is it's off and on, but I think he'll be on it this week.
0: All right, and we'll go to the next one, Falcons at Giants. Not much to say here. Both teams suck. Well, I do think the Giants are going to play with a little bit of the, a chip on the shoulder after losing a heartbreaking game against Washington. So give me the Giants. Not much to say there. We'll send it out to Charlie for this one.
1: Um, wait, wait. I just want to make sure. See who I have. Yeah. I have the giants as well. I was just making sure I lined up with the picks. I said, um, I have the giants. Yeah. I don't think the Falcons and I think the giants should be one and one too. So I think this giant seems a little better than it shows is Oh, and two. I mean, they're not great but i think they could you know definitely be a little they're definitely better than Owen 2 and the falcons are not very good i mean even though they kind of kept it close with the bucks to like the last second with the interceptions i think uh falcons have a really bad defense not a great offense either um just not one of the great teams i think the giants take this
0: all right and jack giants falcons I think the
2: falcons take this um they kept it close with the Buccaneers until those two box punts for touchdowns. Um, that really like made it seem way, way worse than it was. Um, if their offense clicks, they have a ton of weapons. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, um, Cordell Patterson played good. Um, if they use their weapons, I think it's almost too much for them to stop. Uh, it all depends how Matt Ryan plays. Like I said, a ton of weapons. And... I think if they use them right, they'll overpower the Giants' defense, and the Falcons win.
0: Alright, and another game not a, not too much to talk about on this one. Jets traveling to Denver. I mean, Denver, very surprising. They haven't really played anybody so far, and they're not playing anybody this week with the Jets. Uh, I do think the Broncos get to 3-0 here, but I do think Zach Wilson will have a bounce-back game, and I think this will be a very close, low-scoring game. I, I, I mean, Zach Wilson's smart dude. He's a good quarterback. There's no way he's going to go with back-to-back just terrible performances. I think it's going to be a very average performance from him this week, but I think any performance better than last week's would will be considered an improvement for Zach Wilson and the Jets. I think this will be a tight, low-scoring game. However, I do have the Broncos, and I do have the Broncos getting to 3-0. and Are the Broncos legit? I, I really don't think so. I think they could make a push at a wild-card spot. I think the record after this week, you know, which is probably going to be 3-0, can be a little misleading. They haven't played anybody. But, yeah, Broncos, I have them over the Jets. We'll go to Jack. Jack, Broncos, Jets.
2: Broncos. I mean, they're actually not that – they haven't played anybody, but I'm actually pretty high in the Broncos. I feel like they have the, – the quarterback is what they need in, but – I think they they will fall apart later down down the stretch, but for right now, Broncos. All
0: right, and Charlie, Jets Broncos.
1: I'm gonna take Broncos because I mean they might have had the f- easiest first three week schedule. I mean Jets, Jags, and, and uh, Giants. Giants. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Broncos here. I mean I don't think they're that bad. I think they could definitely go like you know eight and nine, but they're also in like the, one of the toughest divisions because the Chargers and the Chiefs. Are both going to be really good, and the Raiders honestly don't look that bad this year. So that's going to be really tough for
0: them. Yeah, we'll go on to an intriguing game: the Dolphins at the Raiders. Dolphins one and one. They did get their Week One win over New England. Looked terrible last week against Buffalo, and Tua suffered an injury. Jacoby Brissett will be starting this game for Miami, and the Raiders two and zero. Oh, so I think there's two questions we need to address here. The first question should be. Are Derek Carr and the Raiders legit this year? Personally, for me, I think the verdict is, are they legit? No. I think my interpretation of legit is, do they have a legitimate chance of making the Super Bowl? And that's a no. They're not that good. However, do they have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs? Absolutely they do. I've been saying this for a while. Derek Carr does not receive enough recognition for how good he is. He's been very good. In his first I mean five, six years in the NFL, he's been very good. They have one of the best tight ends, Darren Waller. Uh Josh Jacobs is their ground-to-pound guy. He's a the guy they can give 20 plus touches. He's also the guy they turn to in the red zone, because he is very good at pounding the ball and in the red zone. They have Kenyon Drake, who's more of a receiving back, but gives that backfield a lot of versatility. They also have Henry Ruggs, who is one of our breakout players for this season, Charlie. And he looked very explosive against a good Steelers defense. He obviously had, like, I think was probably the biggest moment of that game, his touchdown grab late in the game. And the defense with Max Crosby has played very well, too. But it's pretty typical of the Raiders to start hot and kind of fizzle out, although I, I do think they'll be better than last year. I do think they can be a playoff team. I don't think legit is the right word to call the Raiders, but... I'll ask Charlie. Charlie, do you think this Las Vegas team is legit this season?
1: Well, if you're going by your
0: definition
1: of legit, then no. I don't think they're that legit. I think they're legit enough to be considered, yeah, playoff contender. I mean, I think uh, they're, they're a good enough team to, you know, maybe get a wild card. Spot as a six or a seven team. I think, you know, they, they won two really good games. I mean, those are two games they weren't supposed to win. They came in, won both those. Derek Carr, I mean, makes a lot of nothing. Yeah, it's De'Aaron Waller. But, I mean, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. Um, the one other guy, I think it was Edwards, week one. Had a really good week. Maybe, like, Brian Edwards. I don't remember. Um, but, I mean, Derek Carr, able to use it to his advantage. Yeah, and the defense, surprisingly good. Uh, pass rush, and I think the Raiders could potentially have a good season. I think
0: they win this game. Alright, and Jack, do you think the Raiders are legit this year?
2: Not a contender, but I think they're a dark horse team that could go far.
0: Alright, and the other question I was going to ask about this game. can the Dolphins win without Tua? And I'm going to be honest. I don't think Tua is, like, the key factor to them winning. I'm going to be honest. They barely beat the Patriots week one with Tua, and then they got clobbered in a game where they had Tua, and then they didn't. I don't think Tua is the key to their success, so I do think they can win without Tua. However, I don't think this is a very good Dolphins team, and I think they were incredibly overhyped. I mean, people were saying they're a playoff team, and I was saying that. I'm like, I where on this roster do you, does it scream out, we're a playoff team to you? I'm going to be honest. The offense isn't bad. They don't have bad weapons. But I'm just not high on Tua in the offensive line at all. The defense has been very underwhelming to start the season. I don't know, man. I think they can win without Tua because I don't think is that great. But I just don't think this Dolphins team is as good as we thought they would be this season. And personally, I didn't think they would be very good at all. Uh, so, but I don't think they're as good as a lot of the media thought they would be. Uh, so, Charlie, do you think the Dolphins can win without Tua at quarterback? Obviously, he's injured and he's very injury prone, so it, it could be a reoccurring issue for them. Um,
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they can. Necess- I don't think they necessarily will be like horrible. But I mean, Tua. I mean, Tua isn't like a superstar, per se. But I mean, I don't necessarily necessarily think they're gonna win that much with or without Tua. I don't think this team is that good. They're really young. It's more of a rebuild team. I was yeah, like you said, I was kind of shocked that people really have this team winning a lot this year, and especially without Tua. I think this year is gonna go more into a rebuild, and it's gonna be an off season for sure.
0: Alright, and Jack, I think if I can recall correctly, you were one of the people who liked the Dolphins this year. So with Tua down, do you think they can still win a couple ball games?
2: Um, uh, maybe a couple, but I don't think they're that team without Tua. And even with Tua, like I put their quarterbacks like if Tua can step up then they can be a playoff team, but um I think they can win a few games, but without Tua, I don't think they're going anywhere.
0: All right, then real quick here, Dolphins at Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders. Charlie, what do you like? Yeah, Raiders. Raiders. Then Jack, Raiders Raiders. as well? All right. Then we've got the game of the week by far, Buccaneers-Rams. This is the chance for the Rams and Matthew Stafford. To really get people's attention. Right now, people are just like, oh yeah, yeah, the Rams, oh yeah, they're good. If the Rams win this game, people are going to be like, oh shoot, the Rams are very, very good. This game would establish themselves as 100% legit Super Bowl contenders. And I think they're going to win against the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people expect. The Buccaneers defense hasn't played particularly great and neither has the Rams defense, you know, to an extent. And I think Matthew Stafford is going to come in here. He's going to be like, you know, Brady and Rogers and Wilson have gotten all the attention these last few years while I've been in Detroit. Now it's Stafford's time to shine. I think he's going to beat Brady and the Buccaneers. Give me the Rams in the game of the week over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is the statement win of the season. For Los Angeles, this is a win where they say, yeah, we are Super Bowl favorites this year. Charlie, who do you like in this one?
1: I have the Rams as well. I think uh... <coughs> I think this is huge for Stafford. I think he's going to say, like, look, I'm legit. I can beat Brady. You give me some weapons. You give me like, a top-tier defense. I can fit that role. I can take this team to Super Bowl. Rams team is going to be best, one of the best in the league, record wise for sure, going in. All right,
0: and Jack, do you think the Rams? are I don't think
2: to- the Rams are are a contender this year, but I mean, I picked the um, Bucks originally, so I'm gonna go with them. But I think this will be a game. Uh, like I said, I think I love the Rams this year. I think they're all around well. They have a receiving core: Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and Stafford was your missing piece, so. This
0: could potentially be the game of the year in week three. I think it will.
2: It's
0: it's awesome. Next, we have the Vikings hosting the Seahawks. Another interesting game. Vikings slow start 0-2. Seattle coming off a disappointing loss, but I think Seattle rebounds. I think Russ plays well. Seattle always plays well in the first half of the season. So does Russ. I mean, it's their trend. I think they will continue that. I think Russell light up this Minnesota defense, which which has not been good. This Vikings defense has been horrific, and I think Seattle is going to exploit them. I think it'll be a high scoring game on both sides. Uh, But give me the Seahawks winning this one, and the Vikings drop to zero and three. Jack, Seahawks, Vikings.
2: Um, let me check. I believe I actually took the Vikings in this game. Um. Um. Yeah, Vikings. I think they almost beat the Cardinals. If their kicker mis- makes that field goal. They beat the Cardinals, What I think are one of the better teams in football right now. Um, their offense played very good, and I'm going Vikings upset.
0: All right, and Charlie, Seahawks or Vikings?
2: I have the Seahawks.
0: I honestly
1: think. The Seahawks are a very good offensive team. I mean, that the NFC West is probably has four like Super Bowl contending teams. I think the Seahawks will, uh, yeah, win this game. I think it will be close though, 100%. High scoring game.
0: All right. The last two games we're going to discuss here 49ers hosting the Packers. Very intriguing game. I think the 49ers are going to win. I think Kyle Shanahan, it seems every time he's played. Aaron Rodgers, he's had an answer for him. Aaron Rodgers has not played very well against the 49ers in recent years. And 49ers have not played great, but they haven't played bad to start the season. They can get the run game going against the Packers. Uh, They could, you know, just completely control the pace of this game play at their tempo. And if they can do that, they're going to win. So I do think the 49ers are going to win against the Packers, although I think you guys might disagree with me. Uh, we'll go to Charlie. Charlie, Packers or Niners?
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to go Packers just because I felt like last week, Lions, that was what they needed. They needed a bad team to bounce back, get momentum. They're, I mean, I think they found rhythm, uh, especially in the second half. They They really were patient, ran the ball a lot. Aaron Jones got comfortable, exploited the run defense. I think uh, he'll be able to – I think the Packers are going to win this game, though, because I think I think the Packers got a little mojo back. I mean, the Raiders have a really good defense, and they've really been able to, yeah, to test Aaron Rodgers a lot, but I think uh,
2: Packers will get this one. All
0: right, and Jack, Packers
2: or 49ers? 49ers. I'm just thinking to the last time they played. Um they blew him out, or no, in the AFC in Championship game uh, a few years ago, they blew him out. Um, like you said, they always find a way. I'm going to 49ers in this game. Uh, yeah, just 49ers.
0: All right, and in Monday Night Football, also one of the more exciting games this week, the Cowboys hosting the Eagles. This game is going to be a great teller as to which of these two teams is legit contenders in the NFC East. For me, I think it's Cowboys all the way. I've been extremely impressed with how the Cowboys have played to begin the season. They go into Tampa week one against the defending champs and they go toe-to-toe with them. Almost win. If Greg Zerline didn't miss those two or three kicks I think he missed, they would have won that game. They would have went into the defending champion's house and won On Thursday night football to start the season. And then they go to LA and play the Chargers. And also another very good team. And they get a dub. This team is rolling right now. Dak Prescott looks like he never got injured at all. They have arguably the best running back duo in that backfield with Tony Pollard. Who I do think Tony at this moment is the better of the two running backs. He's just way more explosive than Zeke. Tony, Tony looks like the rookie Zeke that we saw. Explosive, hitting those holes and hitting them hard, looking for contact. Zeke, he's not the same. Jack, I know you were hyping up Zeke before the season. Zeke is not the same dude as he was his rookie season. And, I don't, I mean, he might not ever be that same dude. And Tony Pollard looks, in my opinion, to be the lead back because he's also... A great receiver as well. CD Lamb also has played very well this season, as well as Amari Cooper. And the defense has played shockingly adequate. They haven't played great, but they have definitely improved from last season. This is a very good Cowboys team, so I do have the Cowboys winning over the Eagles. So we'll send it to Charlie. Charlie, not only who do you have winning this game, but do you agree with me that Tony Pollard is the better running back at the moment than Zeke?
1: Um. Yeah, I do have the Cowboys winning this game, because I think the Cowboys, I actually didn't have a lot of expectations for them going into this season, but uh, they really shocked me. They played a really good two weeks, and if Dak can stay healthy, I mean, like, unlike he did last year, I think the Cowboys would have done really well, actually, last year. If Dak stays healthy, the offense stays healthy, they can easily win this division, easily make the playoffs. However, I don't necessarily, yeah, Tony Pollard, honestly, I don't know if he's necessarily better. He probably honestly should be starting. It's just, like, you're paying Zeke, like, franchise money dollars, so it's kind of hard not to start him. I don't know why they extended Zeke, especially because, like, he wasn't even looking that good before extending him. So I think, I don't think, like, it's necessarily, like, Zeke is a problem. It's more the Cowboys re-signing Zeke, so now they're kind of stuck in a hole. because so you can't sign someone that much money and then just not, like, use them. So, I don't know. It's 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 a position for the Cowboys where it's like from the outside it's like oh yeah, start the better player, but I mean Jerry Jones probably is like making you know overall like you got to start Zeke cuz we're paying him like the franchise money play like money, franchise player money.
0: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, Jack, who do you have winning and I know you like Zeke, so you're probably going to the
2: Cowboys Zeke winning. Here, but... Zeke is still that guy. Um, people just overlook him, you know, he's still, she's, he's not what he was his rookie year, but but he is that guy. And well, he'll always be that guy. Um, he played decent last week, 70 yards. He scored. Um, he'll take that in the next week or this week. Um, Zeke's going to pop out this week because Zeke is that guy.
0: So. I guess we'll see. So that has been our NFL Week 3 picks. And before we end, I do want to inform you guys on the standings from the first two weeks. So in first place, we have Mr. Jack Bardis with a record yes, of sir. 19 and 13. He had the best week last week. You actually went 12 and 4, which is the best week to date. We have a tie for second between... Myself, Will Gardner, and Charlie Grace. We are both 18 and 14, so a game behind Jack. And in last place, Mr. Hot Takes himself, Mr. Josh Boyke, at an even 516 <laughs> and 16. So that's where we stand. We'll see where we stand after this week. I think we had a lot of simil- similar yeah. picks, but a couple we did. It
1: was on. a rough week one. Week one, there was a kind ton of. It was a rough week of- one. That kind of screwed
0: everything up. but We, get, we got back on track last week,
1: Charlie. Yeah.
0: We're back on track now, but that has been another episode of the Just Sports Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Like I said at mm-hmm. the beginning, big things coming from Just Sports Podcast in year two. A lot of changes. I'm super excited. More consistency, I feel. We got Charlie running the Twitter, maybe, if you ever
1: follow Just Sports Pod. Twitter.
0: Yeah. We have Jack running the TikTok. We have Liam as our editor and yeah. also as our YouTube. And also check out the Insta at Sports underscore pod. That's kind of our main center. But we are branching out, so we, we are on a lot of platforms. And okay. make sure make sure you're on the lookout tomorrow. Tomorrow is the one year birthday or anniversary of one the
2: year? Podcast.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow.
2: Happy birthday. Church.
0: And we do have a special we have we have me and Mr. Moa have been working on something special. The Moa for the one for the one year uh, anniversary Moet. of the podcast.
1: Hannah uh, <laughs> Moa will be uh, in the the special. Will she not?
0: I, I wish. I wish, Charlie. Uh, but yeah, we have a special coming out tomorrow. A special, you know, a, a surprise for our listeners, and it, it's going to be coming out on our Insta and our YouTube. So make sure you check that out. I it, It's going to be, it's going to blow your guys' minds. It's, it's going to be incredible. It's going to wrap up our, it's going to, it's going to wrap so up our first year beautifully. <sighs> I know you guys are excited. It, it's going to be,
2: because oh, I am you know, the alpha daddy of this podcast. So mm-hmm.
0: I'm a, a founding father.
2: I'm first place in the picks. So,
0: that is true. So yeah, big things coming from the podcast. I just want to thank Charlie, Grace, and Jack Bartis for being on the podcast with me today and sticking Anytime. it out. So thank you to you two gentlemen.
2: It's
1: long thank long you podcast. for having me, but Garner. It was a pleasure.
0: Always. What was that, Jack?
2: This is a long podcast, underrated. It was. We so, put that uh, work yeah. in today.
0: We put the work in all always, Charlie. Just JSP is always. Yeah, the
2: work in. we am selling.
0: We're we're hiring workers for two dollars an hour. No, we're not. Don't listen to Charlie. We don't have that kind of money. I Maybe
1: will pay
2: if we got more. If you more make listens.
1: an edit of Will with fire out of his ears, i sick at it. I'll pay you twenty dollars
2: and his Something's pants off out. too.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, let's wrap it up. I so, will so send
2: you just unsolicited
0: pictures hey Kid.
2: <laughs> can't say that, bro. You
0: can't say that, Charlie. You're going to get us. Of my feet. Of
2: okay, my feet. Of my feet. Okay.
0: You're going to get us removed off Spotify. Uh what? Anyways, this has been the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will, signing off. <laughs>